Welcome back to another episode of Hager's Coach Convos. I'm Coach Justin Hager, and I hope you enjoy this improvised conversation. All right, cool. Hey, man. Thanks. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for taking the risk, being willing to talk with me. Oh, no, no risk at all. I love talking. <laughs> oh, great, man. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I saw you just did a Spartan race recently, right? Yeah. 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 That was just crazy awesome. Crazy awesome. Was that? Have you done something like that before? Was the first Spartan race that I that I done, that I've done, and uh, I've done I've done nothing like that. I'm, I've done sports and uh, basketball, uh, athletics, and other competitions, but I never participated in such a such a race. Uh, it was awesome. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> any any advice for uh, for people that are training for their first Spartan race? Encourage as many people as you can while you're running because that gives you a speed boost. Oh yeah, you yourself or <laughs> you All can right. give it to them and you get it yourself. I felt it so clearly, man. I would run next to someone and be like, you can do it, come on. And uh, and then I would feel more energy, then I would feel like it could go faster. Oh, excellent. I love it, man. All right, all right. I'm Sure, we're going to be the, the most encouraging group of, of people out there. <laughs> Are you planning on coming out to California for the... Yes. Yeah? Excellent. Super cool, man. Yeah, that's, that's like quite a trip for you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, well, as far as like how this thing goes, this is... We're... We're figuring it out as we go. I just kind of wanted it just to be a conversation, just get to know some of the other coaches, see what, what pumps them up or like what challenges are going on and, you know, just kind of, just kind of talk for a bit. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So um, tell me, I don't know, tell me about your experience with the Optimize program so far. Like what's, uh, what's working well, what's some challenges that you've come across and mm -hmm. it's just kind of use that as a springboard. Okay, let me see. Um, so just today, <laughs> this is a funny, this is a funny drawback. Just today, I was doing the the algorithm uh, one hundred and one. Oh yeah, yeah. And I found it boring because I already got, went through most of the stuff. <laughs> that I was like, oh, well, I, I'm just gonna watch it, you know, because it's required. But mm -hmm. um, I was like, fifty minutes in. And watching it and being like, yes, yes, I know that, I know that, I know that. Um, just a funny example from today that the I guess that the only obstacle that I find myself with this is that I already got into it very deeply before the mm. training started, and there are many things that we go through as the required wisdom, uh, yeah. but <laughs> but I already know, <laughs> you know. Uh, yes, yes. And that, that's one thing that popped to mind, just like super recent from maybe half an hour ago. Oh, all right, yeah. So um, has, has that been useful for you, the algorithms yeah. program? Ah, well, the algorithm... Uh, or the ideas? The algorithm concept is really fascinating because it's, I see how it gives such a clear instruction to the brain that it's just so... You can't miss it. When you, when you get a, an algorithm for yourself, you just can't miss it. For example, if I brush my teeth, I don't eat anymore. That's a very specific instruction. It's like yeah. I see algorithms are 100% commitment capsules. That's like the, the, the instruction is clear, no confusion. If you break it, um, it's going to be really obvious that you break it. I guess right. that's that. Have, have you already done the like the hundred algorithms practice and narrow that stuff down? Not yet. Not yet. No, dude, I haven't. I haven't done the hundred algorithms thing. I was like, that's. I don't know. It didn't. Um, it didn't like call call to me. It also felt. It also felt just like so. I don't know. Like crawling through gravel, trying to like attempt. I think I got like uh, twenty algorithms out and then i'm just like i'm done i'm moving on i'm doing something else you know <laughs> like no it, it's it seems like um something i'd want to like watch myself do for a while like i, I noticed there's there's some algorithms that there's too many 
if then there's like con so many conditional statements I notice like because it, it like if, if it's Monday then my morning routine looks like this if it's Tuesday it looks like this if it's Wednesday then it looks so like depending on the day of the week um, there's a there's some inconsistency there but no but yeah just the, the basic ideas of the that's how we can program in new habits of like, like attaching it to something that we're already doing like um, if I'm going to shower, then I'm going to listen to a bachata song beforehand and practice the basic step. You know, like that's something that I've been playing around uh, with. So that's that's been kind of fun, right? Um, or um, if I listen to a philosopher note, then I'm gonna have like a clipboard and paper nearby so I can write down what stands out to me. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's something. So as you're as you're going through all these this required wisdom and this, this core wisdom, um, do you have a, like a, a process that, that you go through as far as um, if you just like write the main ideas or if, I don't know, like what's your process as you go through this work? I try to just remember one thing from each philosopher note. I could, actually my process to, to really soak the wisdom in could need some work. Um, Right now, the only thing that I do is there seems there's so much. What I focus on doing is just remember one thing from every philosopher's note. What's something that stands out to you right now? From the note on um, how to fail at everything, at almost everything, and still win big. Right. I, I really loved the idea of what you're going to do, what are you going to be doing in a Saturday from two years from now. And the, the, the author says, I know it, I'm just gonna be sitting down, writing down a comic strip. Um, that really jumped out to me, uh, this, this kind of commitment. And it's, I, I got that as an encapsulation of, if you just keep going every day, just tiny steps, you're gonna, you're gonna go there. Now I'm connecting this with the mini habits. Um, personally, I do five minutes, minimum of deep work every day uh, while I, I write a book. Um, it's funny because I've been doing it for, I think, 14 days already. And I kind of feel like a writer. <laughs> yeah? Well, yeah, you're meeting the base requirement, right? Like the consistent writing. Cool. What's, uh, so what, are you, what are you writing about? I'm writing a book that it's probably going to be called Something like the Slow Life Manifesto. Slow um, Life? Slow Life. Oh, Manifesto. Slow Life. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, tell me a little bit about it, sir. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the thing is, what I want to convey in that book is that life is really easy when you follow everything that's a hell yes. Um, and when, it's, when you're living too fast, it's because... You just don't know yourself. You don't know what's important. You don't have clarity on what you should be focusing your, uh, <clears throat> your efforts on. Mm -hmm. uh, those are two really important points I want to I I get across. And also, something I wrote yesterday was, there's nothing to be working on within ourselves. Meaning that, we have these ambitions, like personal development ambitions. Mm -hmm. uh, when they are not in service to others, um, is when I see that they are very, um, how to say it, shaky. Do you, know, do you see where I'm going with this, more or less? Um, can you give me a more concrete example? Personal one. While... Going through my identity on love, I saw that part of me wanted to be an amazing lover. But that was really egotistical because I, 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 I said to myself, I want to be this kind of guy. And that, I noticed, made some insecurities emerge because what if I don't, don't become a good lover or what if I do this that's wrong or, or that, it, that, you know, that needs work. Then I switched to, I want to be the kind of guy who other people want to hang out with, 
because everything I say and everything I do brings out the best out of them, mm. which is different. I'm not mm -hmm. focusing on becoming something, rather I'm focusing on, on serving someone. So when I put my desires in service to others, personal development changes completely because it's not about myself anymore. And mm. confidence issues are not in the equation anymore. Okay, so you, you found it helpful to, to kind of shift the frame into how you interact with others more instead of like the, I guess, like the identity portion of it, maybe? Something uh, like that. Yes, but to, to rephrase it is... Yeah. Um, so my, my, my biggest soul goal is to live in a planet where, where people are just in entire alignment and a representation of that would be a government that really loves its citizens. It cares about them. It wants to, them to see, wants to see them flourish. So when I found that, that as something really meaningful to me, I started giving less importance to money and, giving, and being less concerned about money. Because if I managed to speak to one person today that um, maybe offered them a coaching conversation, and I know then that by speaking to them, there's going to be a space for them to connect with their most authentic self, that's just a micro little tiny step towards that massive goal that I have, mm. um, which is the most important and most precious thing to me now. Um, so as I'm saying, I'm not making it about myself anymore. There's, there's a world that, that, that needs to happen. Mm. Do, you, do you have dominoes for that? Like the, um, the incremental steps, like, can you conceptualize some movements towards that? Mm. I noticed something about the dominoes. Uh, in terms of work, I don't have dominoes right now. Mm. I, I go with what my inner wisdom says it's, it's important at, during the day. Right. And sometimes I take notes and I'm like, I took all these notes and two, two days later I forget. But there's this little one thing in my head that keeps popping up. Um, so I said, I said, just let, let this guy from within here just run the show. But, but, but in other areas I use dominoes. For example, in October there's a, there's a Spartan, uh, another Spartan race in Barcelona. And I want to run the supper, uh, the, uh, the super, yeah. And I made this calendar with specifically what workout I will be doing from next week until that day. Oh, oh, that sounds, uh, that's, that's in my area of strong interest. Talking about working out, man. You want, <laughs> you want to get into that? Like, tell me about your training plan. Be uh, interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're... <laughs> So I'm going to do yoga on Mondays, Tuesdays, I'm going to be in the gym, um, Wednesdays I'm going to be running, Thursdays climbing, so there's this uh, space here in my city that, you know, uh, they have walls for, for climbers, essentially. And I, Public I, space? Uh, no, um, like the, the indoors rock climbing thing. Sure. Yeah. So there's one, there's, there's a venue that they, that they have that. I plan to go there on Thursdays on, and Saturdays and then Fridays run again and Sundays go run, uh, in, on hills. Oh, cool. Very cool, man. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, but uh, yeah, flexibility, cardiovascular endurance, the climbing component of it, and a little bit of strength work. Um, yeah, I like it. And you got you got it spaced out. There's plenty of time for recovery. You could probably get in a little bit more, a little bit more strength training. Um, 
but yeah depending on like the the difficulty of your climbs that's cool dude um did, was there any spear chucking in the in your race uh, <laughs> how'd you do with that it was the only the only test that i failed <laughs> yeah it seems this seems challenging um I don't know. Maybe I can throw around a broomstick or something. I, I don't. I don't have a good. Like, yeah, I don't have a good training space to throw spears. Uh -huh. but, um, yeah, man, that's something that looks like it needs special. You know, you you get some outdoor space and you put the the equipment because otherwise it's difficult to practice. I noticed that it might take like three shots you know three throws to actually right. the proper i don't think it takes much time to actually you know get good at this yeah it was the first time that i did it right so i was i noticed i noticed how my there was no what's the word there was no muscle memory <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well it, so um how how do how do you come about this optimize program and getting into getting into all this? Like, what's your backstory? Uh, um, <laughs> let me see. I went. So my my backstory has many chapters. So let's I see. love it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get into it. You wanna you wanna get? So I can tell you about the last chapter, which which could start twenty. 17 the beginning of the thing that would introduce me to optimize or we can get a little short preface <laughs> let's get the preface okay yeah preface, and then yeah preface is i'm 28 years old now and when i was 19 i started to feel um interested in things like lucid dreaming and uh uh, astral projection even though I never went fully into astral projection uh, I started playing with lucid dreaming because I remember watching one video on YouTube how, about how to control your dreams and stuff like that yeah I remember thinking is that even possible um, that was the, the first domino that led me to uh, the desire to improve other things in my life relationships and you know more happiness essentially there were things that as a 18 19 year old i saw that they were not working very well so i said i want someone to you know to guide me through this stuff um that led me through reversing therapy then some workshops on spirituality in general i also did gestalt therapy for a, for a short period of time um what else uh then i started traveling and then i tried out something called well, body work based on oh yeah. um alexander lowen and wilhelm reich um many things it's been like almost a 10 year uh long journey with lots of experimentation a lot of um self-discovery essentially I'm mm -hmm. looking back now I see that they had a huge thirst of self-discovery um, and the optimized chapter starts in 2017 in Bulgaria a friend of mine invites me to go to this seminar called the infinite man and I go there and there's a speaker a speaker called Ben Greenfield mm. and I really resonate with his that guy because it was so funny at the Q&A part of his talk uh they were he was like just with the questions answering them like so fast and it was it was just funny and i saw how how well resourced he was about health and, and all that sign up to his mailing list and one day he sends an email about this uh this service where you can read a thousand books in a year or so mm. um and I click it and I, and I watch the video, the, the sales video from the Optimize page. And I say, let's give it a try. And the man, and a week later, just after two or three philosophers' notes, I felt like so wiser that, right. I, <laughs> that I thought, 
I feel like I'm going to a school that no one, no one else has the privilege to go. Yeah. You know? Or like the second university. Um, I really felt that. I felt like I was learning very valuable things. And the rest, in a way, many other things happened, but the rest, in a way, is history. Uh, continued uh, watching the the uh, plus ones and the wasn't no I wasn't really a, a plus one uh, follower up on, before the uh, the training. Mm. Uh, but I kept it going with with the PNs and, and the classes. Um, yeah, yeah. Were there um, some main like philosopher notes or or programs that um, kind of stand out to you as being? more transformative than others that really connected with you? The one called Rethinking Positive Thinking comes to mind. Mm. The WHOOP process is really cool. Funny enough, algorithms come out of that process. Uh, what else? Is that um, the rethinking positive thinking? Was that was um, was that that was kind of what comes to my mind is like not being too too rosy in our perspective, but kind of like grounding it right. Mm -hmm. That's the the concept with that. Was yeah. I I know that um, I kind of fell into that. I not kind of. I certainly fell into that that trap of like just you know, wearing the rose glasses with blinders on for a certain period of time um, as I was practicing a bunch of um, personal development uh, techniques and strategies. So that was also one that particularly stood out to me as well. Right. So when, when you were doing the, the lucid dreaming process, I mean, did you find success in that? Or like, what were some of the... <laughs> Or some of the techniques and experiences you you had. Um, first, I started. I remember starting on the summer, uh, just writing down the dreams when I would wake up. And mm. um, I still remember the first dream that I ever wrote down. Funny enough, uh, <laughs> always I think that was in twenty twelve or twenty ten. Um, so I can just keep writing. Because I, I found on the internet that the best way to, to have a lucid dream is to first remember your dreams very well. When you mm -hmm. write down your dreams, write down your dreams in the morning. You give your, the instruction to the brain that dreams are important. So let's focus on that. And I kept getting better at remembering them. I would feel uh, three pages like this every, every morning after... Uh, several weeks of, of practicing it so what happened was that I was getting really good at remembering them and seeing how the dreams we have in one night are just a really one single long dream that we just forget the con we don't see the connection but I, by month three of writing them down I, I saw that so clearly there were there were like tiny cuts in between in between the dreams that actually were you know just one huge dream hmm. um so you were noticing um like it was kind of like a long story like yeah. a long like um because I've, I've heard um like jordan peterson the, the psychologist talking about talking about dreams and how it, it just tends to be filled with with archetypes you know like common human stories or common themes that um, tend to just like emerge from the dream world. Uh -huh. oh. I'm not sure I could identify any of those right now um, from my dreams because I'm not very familiar with with Peterson's work. Um, but yeah, that was it for the first few months, and I was slightly frustrated because lucidity was not coming. Oh, the ability to actually like manipulate things, but you were getting clearer and clearer and remembering more oh did you were there times when you woke up and like nothing was was coming to mind yeah would you still try and write something down or like did you have a strategy to help out with that um the night the mornings when i would when i would woke up and nothing would show up yeah would show, 
memory, I would just have to wait. Maybe while I'm having breakfast, everything comes. And then is when I write it. Okay. All right. So you're just like constant, like mindful, alert, just waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's, all right. So uh, we're, you're three months into it. You're like remembering more and more of the dream, starting to get frustrated. Like you want to be able to like control it, do something cool, you know, in the dream world. So then what, what happens next? Was Next, uh, there was one day that I had a dream where I remember seeing babies in my university, like three three-year-old kids, three, four, in my campus. And right there I had a moment where I thought, this is not normal. I might be dreaming. Now I continued with the, with the dream. And then when I woke up, I was like, no, I was almost there. Oh. Uh, but you know, the short story about this, because I can get lengthy very easily, was that when I got into university the first year, I stopped writing down my dreams. And the lucidity started coming. Randomly, I started having lucid dreams here and there. Oh, okay. So you kind of like took a break for a minute and like um, wasn't striving like you were before and then it came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting, man. Maybe there's something to that, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to say that after those several months, those several months might have planted a seed of something because ever since, when I get several good nights of sleep in a row, like I'm talking about spending at least eight and a half hours in bed, mm-hmm. um, I start getting the lucid dreams randomly. And I can remember some of them that I had so much control of them. Even I could keep myself in the dream because I would remember the techniques that you need to follow in case you start noticing that you start to wake up. Um, Can you give, like, what would be some examples of that? One trick when you are inside a lucid dream and you notice that your, the dream is fading because you see that the, the darkness of your eye, closed eyelids starts to come back. Mm. One trick is to spin, to be in the dream and to try to, you know, to try to spin around. <laughs> huh. Does that work for you? That worked. I remember this dream where I was in a swimming pool party and it worked there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. You're, you're inspiring me to like write down my dreams more often um, <laughs> and just kind of like prioritize that because that's, that sounds pretty cool to be able to, if not even to lucid dream, but um, to see more of the narrative and just to, to recall more of that. It seems like that there'd be some value in it. Um, any, any dreams where it felt like um, there was some sort of a predictive like mm-hmm. ability where you feel like, I, I, I remember having dreams where it just, like, I feel like I'm dreaming about something mundane, some like everyday life occurrence, but it was like strange to me. It was like a, a different, a different job around different people, completely unfamiliar. And then like three years later, there would be this like deja vu um, sensation and this, um, this impression that, oh, I dreamed this like three years ago. Right. Um, I'm curious if you had anything. Um, I remember one that blew me away. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. This is a time when I would go out biking a lot, okay. and there's this little hilly place, uh, hilly little um, town next to my city, called Picarain. And in the dream, I was cycling there, and I find two friends in the dream called Paul and Adria. I'm just cycling there, and Paul and Adria say, hey, Mikel, we just saw Pere cycling, cycling uphill in, in the dream. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I, and I continue, I just go on in the dream doing whatever. Next day, I completely forgot about the dream, brought it down, completely forgot about it. Next day, I go out cycling to another place. Like, I didn't go to Picarain, I went to Maspujols, and I go back to my hometown. 
and I find Paul and Adrian, and we start just talking, and they say, "Oh, you 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 come from uh, you know making a circuit or something with your bike." I say, "Yeah, I just went to Maspujols, whatever." And they say, "We saw Pere yesterday at Picarain." <laughs> All right, so that was like an, an immediate sort of like predictive ability there. That just blew me away because I, I start, I say goodbye to them. I'm continue, you know, continue with my bike and suddenly I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's even, yeah, that's even more, more potent and powerful that like you wrote it down beforehand, right? So it's not just a, um, a, a trick of the memory or something, but yeah. Very cool, man. What I'm curious about your your cycling though. Um, what sort of um, you know, are do you? It sounds like you road cycle for one, right? Road biking. Uh, well, no, mountain, more mountain, mountain. Oh, okay. You're more of a all right. I, it's harder for me to connect with the mountain biking. I've never done that. Oh. It seems really cool though. Um, yeah. Any sort of uh, cycling events that you've you've gone into or no, this was when I was 16 to 18 that I had a couple of friends who were into mountain biking. I speak too fast. And um, on Saturdays, we would go out. We would go out to this Picarine place because we really liked the really steep, um, how do you call it? Mm, 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 ramp, I guess. You know, okay, yeah. When you when you go up a hill, you have to go down at some point. Yeah. We would just go just for the fun of that. Dude, yeah, bombing hills, super cool. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, so you you've inspired me to to write down some some dreams when I get into this stuff. Ooh, um, can I give you a tip about this? Yeah. Uh, I briefly went back to it two months ago, to writing down my dreams. And unconsciously, before getting acquainted with the mini habits idea, I was already doing that with the dream. Just writing one word, mm. one sentence, something super simple that I remember about the dream. Even if I remember a, a five-minute long dream in terms of the length of the, of the paper, I would just write one sentence. And that's enough for the brain to say, okay, tomorrow night, we're going to focus on this. Okay, that's, that's important and that's helpful because I know um, anytime I've, I've tried to write down dreams before, it's just been trying to, the amount of detail that I would try to put down um, would eventually become like overwhelming as far as just morning morning ritual, morning habit, right? It's like, oh, this is becoming more of a, a roadblock than anything. So it's helpful to hear that you found that just writing down a little bit, anything is sufficient to indicate um, importance. Yep. Yeah. So do you want to talk about this, this housing project that you're, you're trying to get going? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get uh, a bunch of optimizers to live together? Is that the situation? Uh, that's the goal. Um, something came up through, though, in my life uh, that I think will push this to, to quite late. Mm. Um, well, my initial idea was to create a community of people that would, after living for one month, two months together and having, you know, the, the kind of lifestyle that, that, we, that we like to cultivate, after that is something amazing should show up for sure a project an idea i don't know mm. and just to see my also my goal was to see how powerful it is to see again because I, I explained in the post that i already went through some experiences some co-living projects like that already to see how powerful it is to surround yourself with people who believe in the same things that you believe in um yeah, who stand for the same things that you stand for in a very specific way. Uh, incredibly powerful. When you hang out with them, wherever you are, it's just like a wave of awesome. 
when you, when I did this in Budapest with a group of friends, we were seven friends. We went out to clubs and uh, we started dancing in funny ways. And the whole club would end up dancing with us. And we were just seven. Hmm. Yeah, you, you set a theme, man. You're going in there confident. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So essentially cool. for... My, my motivation was that, to create a powerful community and to, to see what happens at the end of two months, three months, um, maybe, I don't know, something life-changing or a project that people really believe in starts to take shape, just to see. Yeah, so, but you said something's, uh, something's come up, kind of sh shifted the timeline a little bit? Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, this has been a very intense year for me. A really intense year. <laughs> How so? I, I hired a coach for myself for the entire yeah. year. And actually, before, you know, before the training in optimized coaching, he was, he, he's, he's, he was already a coach. Uh, and he is from Optimize. His name is Mark Osher. And he contacted me last year, offering me a coaching conversation. And hmm. we had two conversations in man. The, the way he guided me um, to my most authentic parts of myself was so precious that I said, I want to have this guy on my side for a year. That's going to be amazing. Mm. And, uh, it's just been a space where the deepest, again, most, most authentic and precious parts of myself have showed up. Um, I honestly feel like this year has been and is being the exponential part of my growth as a human being. And having hired him as my coach is really a keystone part of, of that. So it's being very intense because my most authentic self is coming out since January. And I'm noticing that, as I said, I really care about living in a world where people have the thoughts, their feelings, and their actions in alignment, which is authenticity. Basically, Mark has uh, pulled out the Gandalf that I have within me. <laughs> <laughs> for, for my entire life, I've loved sharing wisdom. I've loved inspiring people. I've loved freeing them for their mental chains. But I always lacked someone who would encourage me, someone who would see that in me. Basically, I didn't believe in myself before, before I, I hired Mark. I, mm. I would have this thirst of knowledge and this desire to live in a really great world, but I didn't think I was capable of creating anything about that. Mm. Um, and now it's entirely the opposite. I, I, I see myself as the, the new seed of a world revolution in, in terms of a spiritual revolution, which is going to start in my nation, in Catalonia. Have you heard of this little part of Spain called Catalonia? I have not. You want to tell me more about it? Sure. So we, um, more than 300 years ago, Catalonia and Spain were different states. And there was a war. Catalonia lost. And Catalonia became part of Spain, which is at that time was called Castilla. Hmm. And the whole peninsula from 1780-something started, uh, took the name of Spain. Before that, Spain didn't exist. And, you know, we lost our institutions, and there's been a huge mess since then in terms of uh, our language, because I speak Catalan, even though I also speak Spanish. My mother tongue is Catalan, which is a language different from Spanish, very similar, but there are yeah. two different languages. And we Catalans have always had, <laughs> funny that I just have goosebumps saying this, high aspirations of freedom. We always wanted to be free. Um, and we still have a very long lasting and enduring movement for independence to get our own state and our own you know state structures and right now it's a bit of a mess because our politicians as i like to say are like hens 
headless hens or chickens running around the parliament. Just the country just doesn't know where we're going. Mm. And the relationship with, with Spain are delicate. Uh, it's just really delicate. So as I find these new skills within myself, which are half skills, half passion. I'm incredibly passionate about br bringing mental clarity to people. As I said, breaking the, the mental chains in their heads. I see that there's so much space for me to help in that area in my country. I say country, but we don't have officially country, so I should probably say nation. Mm -hmm. um, so I started, I got involved in this political party uh, that I really believe in. And I saw a glimpse of this mental mess. I mean, I, I saw a holographic part of the huge mental mess that we have in Catalonia. And I said, I'm gonna start here. I'm gonna start bringing clarity and vision here. Hmm. Uh, because that's what we need. That's what I feel like my country needs. Vision and a clear future, because otherwise we don't go anywhere. I'm, heard, I'm sure you, you are familiar with the philosopher note of black hole focus or the one thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's, that's your that's, one thing that's what we need yeah my one thing is to inspire people to live amazing lives through uh coaching mental clarity through communication uh and i want to apply that in my country as well so as i feel this duty to do my best to to, to, to help my country go in the best direction, I'm like, I need to focus on this. I cannot go out and, and start traveling again to different places. I need to be here. They need me here. All right, so you, you've decided. You've simplified. You've, uh, you've, you've cut away other things. You, you've noted the sacrifice that must be made, and this is important enough to you that um, and it sounds like you're, you're able to, to use your, your experience, um, stuff that like your, your personal development over, over the past 10 years and have shifted that to being able to like help other people, right? And that you want to um, add a little bit of clarity to the chaos that you see and help, it, help inspire a, um, a better vision of the future and kind of show people like what might be possible, right? Nice, nice man. Ooh. Nice, awesome. And that, that pretty much like leads us right to the like right to the end of the time too. Dude, Mikhail, thanks for yeah. It flew. Yeah, right? It flew by, man. Dude, yeah. I appreciate you you sharing your, your weekend um uh, by having a conversation with me and you know, give me a little bit of backstory about your journey and um, what pumps you up and some lucid dreaming techniques and um yeah i had no idea catalonia was a place so that's <laughs> yeah i feel like i grew a little bit there but yeah thank you thanks for talking with me man uh, it's been a pleasure and i i have to say that i want more because i've been speaking a lot i want to hear you I listen okay to you. <laughs> all right let's uh we should we should set something else up or um yeah yeah i'd be up to, to do another another talk sometime but yeah uh, we could we could schedule something right now. Yeah. All right. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording if we're gonna go into scheduling. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Recording's back. <laughs> Twenty minute extension. Uh, there we go. Timer's initiated for accountability on this. But um. All right. You wanna you wanna take the ball? What do you want to talk about, Mikhail? Um. Okay. I want to talk about uh, coaching because, coaching. yes, this okay. is my passion, essentially. My professional, no, 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 yeah, the three identities. You were asking me about the three identities, so I, yeah. I briefly go through each of them, which one of them includes coaching. Um, my energy identity is a Spartan, a Spartan soldier. Soldier? Is, yeah. All right. Fully charged. Um, strong, elastic, anti-fragile, and I think that's it. Anti-fragile, fully charged, fully charged, strong, and elastic. 
Hmm. And um, I'm a Spartan soldier in terms of energy because I need to be in that shape to serve others. I see myself as one of the soldiers in the movie 300. Yeah. It's just that mindset of we're here and the bad guys are not going to come through. We're not going to let them pass. Uh, somehow that's part of my energy, energy identity. Oh, yeah, something that like pumps you up. That's good. Yeah, all right. What else you got? Then we have the, end, the work identity, which mm -hmm. is prosperous coach. Right. Uh, oh, let me go back to the energy one briefly. My sole goal with that is to, to, to run and to finish the super Spartan sprint, uh, Spartan race in October right now. So work is prosperous coach. And the sole goal is to make a hundred thousand euros a year. And that's money. It's way more than I need, but I want to invest that money in projects that will make my nation grow. First, my little, my little city grow. Um, and I'm going to do that. Eventually part of that sole goal is to do it by having five clients a week and working just for one hour a day in terms of coaching. Mm. My mornings I would have spent going around the city and speaking, for example, to the local market, which is something that I did last week. Go around the city and see what's going on. See what needs work. See what, see what needs to happen and what needs more alignment in my city. Mm. So that's part of my, my work identity, Prosperous Coach. I fell in love with coaching, man. I've coached already 30 people in the context of practicing. Hmm. And right now, this last couple of weeks, my practicing uh, stage is over. And I am, you know, I, I opened the door to hire, um, to have clients, you know, paid clients. Hmm. Um, Congratulations, man! I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a big move, you know. <laughs> and that, can, that can be scary, right? Going from like the the practicing, even the practicing, finding finding people to be like, hey, let me let me try like coaching you, you know, like let's do this thing. So you know, cheers to that. Thank you. Um, I fell in love with this, yeah, as I'm saying, because mm. I I sit in front of someone. And I get to see the best, the best version of them. And I, I get to help them see that as well. Mm -hmm. One thing that I tend to say in my sessions is that, look, I'm not, um, what I want to see and I want to hear are your biggest dreams, your biggest ambitions, and uh, what might sound, you know, egotistical. Um, I want to know about all that because I see how there's no space in society or very tiny little spaces and relationships with people that allow for you to just speak freely about what you really want and not be met with criticisms or opinions or just basically it's sad that we're not met with encouragement more often so yeah it can be hard to share good news with people even mm -hmm. yeah and just seeing how someone finds a space in their mind that they didn't know was there uh, let me give you an example let me give you an example of a session so i coached this guy who runs a, quite a, a successful, I offered him one two-hour conversation, quite a successful online marketing business. And he, he basically built this business from the ground up, zero people, up to 60 people or 70 people working in that company, brings in a lot of money, it's a really great company. And uh, I offered him this and um, we basically find that even though that's something that he likes to do, 
there's a, some kind of satisfaction that's missing in his life. Mm-hmm. He says, I was in, this, in Indonesia for a while and I'm giving workshops and I had some satisfaction there that I, now I'm not having and it doesn't make sense because I have this company that's running very well. Um, so essentially, I guide, I, guide through, I guide him to find one little tiny thing that he can do to bring that satisfaction back, to connect himself with that satisfaction that he felt was gone. Um, And the most beautiful part of it is that we both know when the conversation is going on, we both know that we're getting into a place that's a lot of fun because Mm -hmm. the idea that he came up with feels like it is fun, easy, and, and, and it's aligned with the things that he believes in. So we have three things that I'm going to be talking about in my book. Fun, easy, and aligned with who you are. Yeah, making, making things simple and then so that you can move towards, you know, in some way, that thing that draws to you, that speaks to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that you, you're already doing this coaching thing. Like, I think... I think I'm putting too many roadblocks like up in my own way. So like, I, I love hearing other people that are just going for it. Like yourself. That's, it's very, very inspiring. Yeah. That's good. And then um, you touched on your love identity a little bit earlier. Right. Um, and you said like it went from being uh, more of like a, on that partner, that lover um, identity to having shift to, I forget exactly how you phrased it, but it was like the way that you communicate with people, right? That, that that's, you remind me? <laughs> yeah. I shifted from this self-imposed pressure to be a good lover, um, this standards that no one was asking for. You know, it, was just, it was just self-demand. I switched from that to full-on Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, so it's like share a wisdom kind of thing. The premise behind this is that the J.R.R. Tolkien used to, con- he conceived magic as hope. When magic works, what happens is that it gives hope to people. And what I love about Gandalf is that in the movies of The Lord of the Rings, he doesn't do huge, amazing spells and there are no, you know, huge CGI things about mice. He does simple things that give people hope. Maybe he just raises his staff and this huge cloud of light clears the the Nazguls and all that. Um, Simple, but still gives you hope. And when I found that within myself, I'm like, this is who I want to be, love-wise. When I hang out with someone, I want to create a relationship that even if it's just for five seconds that I'm talking to that person, well, five seconds is not going to give space for much, but if I'm sitting down with that, right? You know, five seconds of like that loving eye contact. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it will happen, yes. All right, sorry, Uh, sorry, go on, yeah. (laughs) Um, but to just give you a quick, a quick brief example of what I'm talking about of this identical Gandalf identity. I was hanging out with my friends in a bar, just having drinks, and I asked ask one of them, because um, everyone left at some point and it was just the two of us, and I asked him, did you ever have a big dream, a big aspiration? aspiration? And that just set a conversation in motion where... We both really enjoyed talking about that because we were talking about his most authentic self. And this represents a shift that I've done in the past few months where I would complain about that. There's not many cool people in my city because it's a small city, a small town. But the shift has been, let's just create awesome people. Let's just pull the best out of them instead of mm-hmm. expecting that to happen. Let's just guide them through 
the way, you know, just, just guide them to find how awesome they are. That's Through like, your intentional questions, right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, all right. So it sounds like that's been a, a powerful question for you, right? Like what's your biggest aspirations? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good first, you know, introductory question. You just meet somebody at a party. I like that. Yeah. It's much better than, uh, than the, the here and now small talk. <laughs> well, the small talk is, is useful as a social lubrication, you know? It's... Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And then you, you just go in big. <laughs> well fires you up in life you know like what's your biggest hopes dreams and fears tell me yeah. <laughs> love it man nice well thanks for thanks for giving us some insight on your your big three and some of uh, some of your soul goals and what pumps you up uh i, I would like to know justin what are your biggest aspirations <laughs> yeah. well now i wonder if they're big enough after like Hearing yours, you're like doing some nation building over there. Jeez, man. Um, uh, mine is to provide for to provide for a family. Um, to you know, like a, for my love goal, I always put autonomous growth supporter because that that is it's pretty much like a coach. It's, it's supporting the best in somebody, and so whether that's whether that's my partner, um, you know, just helping them out however they need it, or it's somebody that I'm working with, or it's somebody that I meet in the community. That's just, that's what I always wanna, always wanna be doing is encouraging, noticing what's the best in somebody, and uh, just trying to hold that, that, that space of positivity, right? Because there's, there's plenty of not in the world. Um, then when it comes to energy, it's acrobats. So like I, I want, I, I am training to do a performance, right? So I'm still at the beginning stages of the, the acrobatic journey, um, still doing um, beginning aerials and trapeze, but I've been, I've been training skill-based training for, for years. Just used to the parkour, like once I found out that was a thing, I'm like, I want to be strong enough to do that, right? To just be able to jump and climb. And I love that stuff. So um, right now I'm doing like ring-based training and, um, some gymnastics and tumbling and he said some aerial trapeze work. So that's what, that's what pumps me up energy wise. And then work wise, it's, it's just being a professional coach, right? Um, I, I see it as being virtual, being able to, to, to travel around, just making a living doing this. So right, right now I'm a personal trainer, but I've just, I'm just got a new position where I'm shifting from the personal training into this um, personal trainer uh, counselor is what the the role is called, and it's kind of so it's a weird role, but it's um it's like developing service packages and, and coaching people, um, and just like finding out what what they're wanting and then designing a program that is going to meet their needs and then connecting them with a trainer that can execute that program and just kind of checking in. So that's that's a good next step for me while I'm currently um, also working on just building up my presence online and figuring out how, how to make a business, right? How to be a small business owner. Like I've, I've been working at the skills of this for a while, but uh, that's, that's what comes up uh, when you ask me that question. Feel free to ask any more clarifying questions or take it whatever direction you want, but that's huh. my starting ground. Um, give me even more details on the kind of coaching. So you say that you moved into this different, more like counseling coaching thing with uh, for people who find want to find a trainer, right? Yeah, it's there's a it it's working at a there's a big gym here, and then that's like a, a specialty position that's available. Um, Correct. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, go on. Your, <laughs> your, goal, your goal in terms of, of your work identity is to coach people also in the, in the uh, atmosphere of uh, exercise, right? I'm not, I'm not crystal clear on that. I, I do wonder how much of that is 
is going to remain. Um, I initially thought that um, I was going to do that. I was going to combine the the life and the exercise coaching, which is what I've been doing for the past two years. I've been helping people integrate exercise into their lifestyle through sustainable habits, right? I've been applying the coaching methods, but now I I see it. I see the the fitness portion kind of dropping away, um, and then that just remaining in my in my energy domain, where that's that's just it's what I love to do, doing it like nonstop of always training, always playing. Um, but with the the coaching domain of really shifting that more into the uh, the, the optimized coaching and and using my personal experience of trying to find trying to find purpose and meaning in life and figuring out how to how to be a better communicator and have better interpersonal relationships because um, that's that's something that I've been trying to figure out since I was 18 I'm 30 now um, so I, I think I have some I have some experience in that domain and some stories that might be might be helpful but that might be my uniqueness factor um, my my differentiation and positioning but um yeah i'm still getting clarity on it but that's fine like i'm still charging in that direction and clarity will come with each step and each time i fall down and uh get back up like okay well what did i learn you know so right. yeah what came out of the did you do the eulogy exercises yeah the i don't know that's that kind of is something that kind of sticks with me the um, the memento morti and just like remembering just just recalling the the transient nature of not only existence but every single moment kind of being well, I, I mean i mean yeah. different exercise i mean yeah. the exercise where you imagine that you are in your death you, you died and people say what they really loved about you you know mm -hmm. you know what, what what exercise i mean it's different from the memento mori stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just kind of connecting. Oh, okay. Sorry. There. No, no, it, it, it's fine. Um, so what's what's your question with the the eulogy exercise? I, I'm I'm asking what came out of that. Um, uh, you know, these those speech bubbles where you write what people are saying about you. Uh, what were some things that you really enjoyed listening? Uh, other people say about you when you, you know, when you were already dead and all that. Oh, I guess I could have spent more more time on that. Um, I don't know. I don't have like stuff that like really excites me. Um, I think about like being um, like in encouraging and responsible, and therefore you know, like therefore my intimate relationships, therefore people that are like close to me. Of course, um, I don't know. Always trying, like persistent. Kind of comes up. Um, needs work. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give you a suggestion? A suggestion? Suggestion? Yeah, sure. I'm open to stuff. Let's go. Um, yeah. I would like to hear a sentence from someone who gives an eulogy in terms of. One day that I met Justin, Justin, this happened and I felt this, or thanks to Justin, now I. Um, what comes to mind is um, one, of my, one of my friends, um, let's see. Well, she's, she's usually saying not only how organized I am, but that complimenting me on um, like, being a good listener and being somebody that she feels comfortable and and sharing like bad news or good news with or just you know somebody that she can call up to have like an authentic conversation with so that's mm -hmm. enjoy that um helping people see um a little bit more of like what they're capable of that's that's a really common thing especially when I'm teaching people some fundamental gymnastic moves that they never imagined that they were going to be, you know, doing any kind of cartwheel or any sort of hand balancing movement. And it's just like, yeah, we can find a progression that works for you or, um, so stuff like that's pretty fun. 
Well, this seems like harder for me than I think it needs to be. <laughs> you know? But it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, but that's okay. The fool is the, the precursor to the transformation, right? I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I'll flail wildly. Uh, yeah. Um, well, we just hit that 20 minute mark. Yeah. 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 But I would like to like to continue this small day. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting a little bit more, Mikhail. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Um, I'll, I'll send you a follow up email after this and, um, we'll get this thing posted. Thanks for, thanks for chatting. I'm excited that this happened. Thank you, Justin, for inviting cool. me. Cool. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Um, let's talk again. Yes. See ya. All right. Bye. Ciao.